This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Up to 60% of people with Parkinson's disease may experience a drop in blood pressure at some point when standing up from a lying or sitting position. The technical term is orthostatic hypotension, also called postural hypotension. It may be the result of the disease itself or medications used to treat PD. Individuals may experience lightheadedness, dizziness, or even fainting when it occurs. The danger is that it may cause falls and injuries, so it's important to get orthostatic hypotension under control. The flip side is that medications used to raise blood pressure when standing can lead to high blood pressure when lying down. Fortunately, there are medication as well as non-medication related ways to treat hypotension, and working with one's health care provider can often achieve a good balance in blood pressure. When I spoke with Jenny Bednarik, a nurse educator at the Parkinson Center and Movement Disorders Program at the Oregon Health and Science University in Portland, a Parkinson's Foundation Center of Excellence, she laid out the problems and offered some suggestions for alleviating orthostatic hypotension. At its most basic, what should people with Parkinson's know about blood pressure and blood pressure control? 
So the biggest thing to know about blood pressure in Parkinson's is that it can fluctuate. And that is due to the Parkinson's, but it can be made worse by Parkinson's medications. There are ways to manage it with medication and ways to manage it without medication. The most common type of blood pressure fluctuation is low blood pressure. And that's low blood pressure when you're changing position, like going from laying down to sitting up or sitting to standing. And we call that orthostatic hypotension. But people can have hypertension, so high blood pressure, when they're laying down, and they call that supine hypertension. If you're experiencing things like dizziness or lightheadedness or feeling kind of unsteady when you sit up or stand up, then you definitely want to talk to your provider about, do you have orthostatic hypotension? Are you having blood pressure issues? If it's just momentary, is it a big deal? Or if it persists for a certain amount of time, it's a big deal? I think both, especially if you're noticing it's momentary sort of after you're taking your Parkinson's medications, that may signal that you're having issues. And definitely if you notice it a couple of times throughout the day, or if it seems to be getting worse, then you'd want to have a chat about it and make sure that you're implementing some measures to prevent something worse like a fall. So even if it's momentary, you know, it can get worse quickly. So you'd want to want to make sure you're safe. How common are these events in the course of the disease? You had mentioned it may be related to medication changes, but also what about disease progression? It's fairly common. I don't know the exact numbers, but a large number of Parkinson's patients will have issues with blood pressure fluctuations. We certainly, like everything in Parkinson's, would see more of it as disease progresses and as you get onto those higher doses of meds like the carbidopa levodopa. You had mentioned the term neurogenic orthostatic hypotension. Can you break those down? Just what does each part mean? Yeah, so neurogenic just means that this is caused by your nervous system. There are different types of hypotension, and that differentiates this from different types of orthostatic hypotension, which could be caused by dehydration is another thing that can cause it. So neurogenic just tells us it's neurological and basis orthostatic tells us it has to do with position changes. So it's when you're making those movement changes versus you're laying down and you're hypotensive. And so we're neurologic, position change, low blood pressure. Good. What are some of the symptoms someone may experience if they're experiencing neurogenic orthostatic hypotension or NOH? They would be mostly noticeable when you're changing position. They could be dizziness. You could feel lightheaded. You may be sweaty or shaky, just a feeling of unsteadiness or even sort of foggy. Those can be short in duration or it could be longer. You know, sometimes patients feel kind of nauseous and dizzy for a long period of time. What can patients do if they're experiencing this and what can they do to prevent it? Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least. 
weekly health and fitness corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. So if you're having symptoms of it, right away, my suggestion would be sit down if you can. And the last thing we want is for it to get worse and have a fall. But if you can't sit down like you're in line somewhere, you're at the grocery store pushing a cart and there's nowhere to sit, you can do some moves to help get that blood flowing up to your brain. One is you can stand on your toes. You could lean forward and put your hands on your knees. You can do a squat if that's a safe thing for you to do. And the last thing is you can put one leg up on a chair or a ledge, or like if you're pushing a cart, get a leg up on the cart. If you're able to drink water, if you drink two full glasses of water within a five-minute period, it's sort of the same as getting a liter of fluids in an IV bag. It can really fill up your tank quickly, and it can actually increase your blood pressure for the next one to two hours. The other thing you can do if you know this is an issue that you have and you have medication on hand, one medication called mitodrine is short-acting and you may have instructions from your provider to take it when you're having an episode, but it does take 30 to 60 minutes to kick in. So for prevention, the biggest thing I tell patients is keep a full glass of water at your bedside and drink it before you get up. So get that tank full in the morning before you're up and about, slow position changes, so no jumping out of bed and running around in the morning. Make sure you're moving nice and slow when you're changing positions. You can wear compression garments, and they need to be thigh-high, so the knee-high compression garments don't work as well. They make thigh-high and waist-high compression garments. Or an abdominal binder, which is kind of a, it's like a stretchy elastic girdle that you put on with Velcro. It's not very attractive, but it works well to help get that blood flowing and then increased salt intake will help prevent orthostatic hypotension. You'd want to work with your provider on that because if you have any cardiac issues, you'd need to weigh whether that was safe for you or not. And then making sure you're drinking plenty of water. So that glass of water in the morning, full glass of water with each dose of medication, full glass of water with each meal. And then we have another type of hypotension <laughs> called postprandial hypotension, which is a fancy way of saying low blood pressure after eating a big meal. And everybody gets that even without Parkinson's. So eating smaller, more frequent meals can also help prevent. And then of course, medications, working with your provider on whether or not medications would be a good option for you. Is there kind of a delicate balancing act between avoiding orthostatic hypotension and having supine hypertension. If it's good when you're standing up and then you lie down, does blood pressure go up? 
That's a great question because some of these medications for orthostatic hypotension can actually put you at higher risk for having supine hypertension. So there is a delicate balance for sure. Some things you can do if you have issues with supine hypertension and you probably won't have symptoms of it if you have it, but you're likely monitoring your blood pressure and would know that it's happening. You can elevate the head of your bed when you sleep. That can help lower your blood pressure. You can also work with your provider on a short-acting antihypertensive, and you would take that either in the afternoon or at bedtime so the effects would be worn off by the morning so you wouldn't hopefully have any of it left in your system to cause hypotension in the morning. Let's talk about what you might call the opposite problem. What about high blood pressure, hypertension? Does that occur? And what is it different from hypertension in most people as they get older, their blood pressure goes up? Yeah. So people with Parkinson's can certainly still have hypertension. We often have patients who are on antihypertensives already, then they come and get a Parkinson's diagnosis. So it does get tricky, and that can be not linked to the Parkinson's. You may just have hypertension and have Parkinson's disease. So as the disease progresses and you maybe start having issues with hypotension, you have to work with both your primary care and your Parkinson's provider on when is it time to back off on that antihypertensive or you know, do you need to stay on it? The one thing we see with Parkinson's patients is that supine hypertension, and that's the high blood pressure when laying down. That is part of Parkinson's disease and is, again, something that is that balancing act of if you're having the hypertension when you're laying down and the hypotension when you're standing up, you'll work with your Parkinson's provider on strategies for that. Are these phenomena of high blood pressure and low blood pressure accompanying Parkinson's disease just part of the overall process where people have autonomic problems, they have constipation and they have sweating and things like that. Are these all part of the same constellation? They are. So we know that neurogenic orthostatic hypotension is. It's not as clear the supine hypertension, what that mechanism is, but that low blood pressure is part of that autonomic dysfunction that we can see in Parkinson's. What's your advice in a nutshell to people with Parkinson's who are experiencing any of these blood pressure irregularities? My biggest advice is drink a lot of water. That's going to help you in all of your different realms of health. But if you're having issues with either of them, talk to your provider. If your team has a nurse that you can talk with, that's someone who can help you work on what to do, what strategies to use, and then help you advocate with your provider if you feel like medication is needed. Very good. Thanks. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.